0: Give yourself permission to take a break from your creativity and have compassion for yourself that you need this break. Today's episode is brought to you by my new quiz, What's Your Art Marketing Personality? Whether you're an emerging artist or you're ready to skyrocket your art career, I wanna help you determine the next best steps for you. To take the quiz, go to shulmanart.com forward slash quiz well, hello, this is your host, artist Miriam Schulman, and you're listening to episode number 91 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here. Today, we're talking all about refilling your creative well when your usual ways are not available to you. In this episode, you're going to discover three activities that are probably zapping you of your creative energy, why recharging is vital to wash the dust away from your soul. And I'm also going to share 12 different ways to recharge your creativity, and none of these involve your computer. Now, Before we dive into this 12 ways, I wanted to tell you about my computer. It's been getting slower and slower, and finally it ground to a halt, and I had to admit that I wasn't able to connect to Zoom, not because Zoom was overloaded, but there was definitely something wrong with my computer. So I called Bob, the computer guy, not his real name, of course. Although he gave me an unsolicited breakdown of everything he thought about what's going on in politics before I even finished explaining to him the problem with my computer, I was so desperate that I decided he got a pass because you do have to know that although I never talk about politics on this show, I do have opinions and mine did not align with Bob, the computer guy but it didn't matter. He's a nice guy, which just goes to show you, you can dislike somebody's politics, but still like them as a person. Now he picked the computer up from my house and don't worry, we were both wearing masks and no, he didn't actually come inside my home. In fact, even though I packaged the tower up in plastic, he actually double bagged it. He stuck the computer in quarantine for three days before he... Reopen the plastic. So Tuesday morning was when he finally opened up my computer and my phone was buzzing away with what Bob thought were shocking pictures of the inside of my computer. I'm sure he considered these photos the equivalent of crime scene pictures. Apparently, the wires and the inside of my computer were so coated with dust, so clogged that the fan and many of the parts had just stopped functioning. This didn't surprise me because I haven't run a vacuum cleaner inside my house in almost two months. We actually don't even own a vacuum cleaner because my cleaning woman of 20 years had kept breaking my vacuum cleaner. So after a certain point, we told her that she could just start bringing her own. So this was some this was some time ago. And she has not been around to clean our house since the lockdown has started. But that's probably not the only reason my computer is full of dust. I'm sure this just happens anyway. By the way, this is one of those times that I'm really grateful that my husband does not listen to this podcast because he really hates when I confess embarrassing truths to you like this. But let's get back to the clogged computer. And if you're wondering what this has to do with creativity, well, it really has everything to do with it because I know that many of you have also felt as though you have ground to a halt and you're struggling. I know this because I'm struggling a little bit with it too. Perhaps you need your wires cleaned off and you need to wash the dust off of your creative soul. For me personally, without access to New York City or my in-person lunch dates with my business and art friends, my creative gas tank is pretty low right now. I know I'm a bit spoiled, and I'm not just talking about the cleaning woman. I'm incredibly lucky to live near New York City, one of the greatest art centers of the world. And whenever I need to wash the dust off of my parts, inspiration is a quick train ride away. And in less than an hour, I can stand in front of Monet's Water Lilies or Gustav Klimt's Woman in Gold. Except I can't do that right now. The museums are closed restaurants are still shuttered in New York. So this has forced me to go deep and look for new ways to get inspired. As much as I love all the time I'm spending with my family, I miss interacting with my friends in real life. And Zoom tales doesn't count. Nope. Zoom get-togethers definitely don't count. In fact, I listed too much Zoom time as the number one way my creativity is getting zapped. I'll be giving you two more creativity zappers in just a moment, but let me talk to you a little bit more about how I feel about being Zoomed out. There was actually a recent article about this in the New York Times that you may wanna take a look at. I'll try to link that up for you in the show notes. It's about how people are getting Zoomed out and how to gracefully decline a few of these Zoom get-togethers because it's getting a bit much. Now, my mom even asked me to set up a Zoom meeting for Mother's Day, and she doesn't even like technology. In fact, she doesn't even listen to my podcast because she claims it's too hard for her to figure out. But this Zoom get-together was her idea or more accurately, or we suspect most likely one of her neighbors was doing it and she thought that she should do it too. Even though she has no idea how to use Zoom, she kept insisting that she knew how and asked me to set up a meeting. So all the cousins, my sister, my brother, my family, everybody was connected My mom, of course, couldn't figure out how to get her audio to work. I even tried running a PowerPoint during this Zoom call, the same one that I run during all my live masterclasses to help people connect with their audio, to teach her how to connect her audio. But I ended up calling her on my phone and then holding the phone up to my microphone. My kids were logged into Zoom in different rooms of the house, and they reported to me that my professional microphone was picking up every little side comment that I was whispering to my husband. Then we actually had a repeat of this the following weekend, but with my husband's family. Again, I was asked to set up the call. It was my sister-in-law's idea. About halfway through it, I actually stood up and walked out. My kids were laughing because they, you know, they see mom getting up, walking away. And then I reappeared near the end of the hour and I said, okay, everybody, we're going to pose for a group photo. Talia, take the photo. And then I waved goodbye. So that's how I limited it to an hour. So that got me wondering, do I really dislike Zoom or do I really dislike family get togethers? And the truth is, That's not the case. Because I do love my business meetings over Zoom. I love coaching artists over Zoom. I love meeting my podcast guests over Zoom and interviewing them. And I love my family. But what I do not love is a bunch of people staring at each other with no agenda to talk about, whether that's in person or on Zoom. I think That's why most family gatherings actually involve a lot of food. It kind of masks sometimes how little we have to say to each other. I was sharing these ideas with my son, and he said, no, 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 that's that's not true. the The thing is, when you have a big get-together, you're able to have side conversations. It's not really that it's a family get-together or a big get-together. I know that for me personally, and this is why I think that New York Times article was so fascinating, was that as an introvert, which means it doesn't mean that I'm not social and that I don't like people, but as an introvert, I really prefer either one-to-one interactions or small group get togethers. And that way, if there's a large group or a large party, I can either have that side conversation or you'll find me in a corner of the room involved in intense conversation with just one person. Because I really do find these large groups and large Zoom calls overstimulating and overwhelming, which is why those group Zoom social calls just don't do it for me and really zap me. Plus, I spend so much of my day on my computer, whether I like to admit it or not, because as an artist, I love to give off that impression that I'm just painting all day, but it's really not true because I'm working really hard to coach my artist clients, create my podcast interviews, write the content, record videos for my classes. So because of all that time I'm already spending in front of my computer, I just don't find another hour on the computer relaxing. So to help us both out, I decided to compile a list of the strategies that I've been using lately to help me recharge creatively. I have to in order to continue to come up with fresh ideas for my podcast and fresh ideas for painting demonstrations for my students. Now, before I get into the 12 strategies, I promise to share with you what might be zapping you of your creativity number one, I put needless or excessive zooming. Honestly, I think it's way better to just call a friend. So I don't mind at the end of the day getting on the phone with a friend, but anything with a blue light like FaceTime or time, is going to interfere with my sleep, your sleep as well, and zap us of our creativity. So I prefer the less stimulation of just talking So I'd be happy to get on a phone call with my friends. That way I don't have to put on makeup. I don't have to change my clothes. And most importantly, I don't have to be sitting in front of my computer. Now, number two, it's almost so obvious. I wasn't sure if I even should put this on the list, but of course I'm going to put it on the list. A very obvious zapper, creativity zapper is your phone. Any kind of scrolling. Basically, any phone use when you're not using your phone as a phone. And then the third zapper of your creativity, and I'm sure you know this too, it's kind of obvious, but staying in your house is zapping us. I know we're in quarantine, I know we're in lockdown, but you can leave your house. So whether that means going in your backyard if you're lucky enough to have a home, or going on your balcony if you live in an apartment, or just leaving the building to go out on the sidewalk. Any of those things. Number four, I put down was not enough sleep. So any of the things that are interfering with sleep is gonna zap your creativity. That could be a whole podcast on its own. And the fifth thing I put on, so bonus thing, is over-caffeinating. I call this procrastic-caffeinating. It's kind of like when you feel like, oh, I'll do it after I sit here and have my cup of coffee. Really, that just gets you wired up, but not necessarily more creative. So those are the most obvious things that might be zapping you of creativity. Are you ready to create the art career you've always dreamed of? If you want to finally create profits from your passion and overcome the overwhelm once and for all, I have good news for you. My name is Miriam Shulman. I'm the founder of The Inspiration Place and the Artist Incubator Program. After inspiring hundreds of artists, both inside my program and also in my art classes, I've learned that most artists generally fit into one of three distinct personality types, roadie, opening act, or rock star. If you want to figure out your art marketing personality and get personalized action steps to either jumpstart your art sales or break through a plateau, then this two-minute quiz will help you find the next best inspired action you need to take to grow your art business. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash quiz. Now, even with lockdown, quarantine, and social distancing, there's still plenty you can do to refuel your creativity, to recharge your batteries. And here's what's working for me now. I have 12 strategies to share with you. None of these involve your computer. So the first one I put on the list is to give yourself permission to take a break from your creativity and have compassion for yourself that you need this break. I know, for example, my daughter, she just finished her exams last week. So Wednesday, I think, was her last day of exams. And today that I'm recording this is a Wednesday, a week later, she just picked up her cello for the first time. And that really, really helped her to put her instrument away for a whole week. So if you really need a break, if you have been working on your on your art, on your music, on your writing. Give yourself permission to put it away. It might sound counterintuitive, but sometimes you really need a break. can be hard, but give yourself permission. What I like to do is not let myself do anything that requires creative output on the weekend so that I have a full two days to recharge is a great way to distinguish the weekdays from the weekend especially while you're in quarantine. You really need to have a good pattern interrupt between the weekday and the weekends. All right, number 2 is kind of the opposite of number 1. So, number 2, I suggest you actually take out your art supplies or your instrument or your writing and your or your laptop, but change your location. For this podcast, I was having trouble coming up with what I should write about. So what I did was I took my laptop outside onto my front porch. I could breathe the fresh air. I could feel the coolness of the outdoors on my skin and I can listen to the birds chirping to each other. But it is really, really nice to change location. I think part of it also is there is less clutter out on my porch than there is inside my studio. My studio is pretty clutter filled hence the dusty wires we will get to clutter in a moment that is one of the strategies decluttering not my favorite cuz i don't love cleaning but it is one of them so that's number 2 is change location number 3 number 3 is to use water a water cleansing ritual to rebaptize your soul to literally wash yourself so Ideally, it would be nice if you had a body of water, like if you lived by the ocean or a lake or a pool, that would be great. I don't. I don't have any of those things, but a bathtub does work. So what I like to do is I'll lock myself in my bathroom and fill the tub with scalding water and foaming bath bubbles. And really luxuriate in that nice time where you are unplugged from all electronics. Hopefully, nobody's barging into your bathroom. Sometimes that does happen to me if I forget to lock the door. But I do find that I get the best ideas either in the shower or in the bathtub. So, number four, I have read fiction or a good biography about an artist in another time or another place. Now, you may have heard me talk about on the show that I decided to use this time to basically become a Harry Potter scholar. So right now, I'm at the end of book six. It does seem that I'm reading a little bit faster these days. I think it's because I'm spending less time at night watching shows and less time on my phone. I really am enjoying my time inside the book since I'm at the end of book six. And those of you who know, there's only seven books in the series. And I think I might just read Beetle the Bard as a little extra before I dive into book seven. But the series is coming to an end soon. So I am on the lookout for my next great read. If you have any ideas for me, email me. Miriam at theinspirationplace.net or message me on social media. You'll find me everywhere at Shulman Art or you can leave a comment on the blog. I would love to hear from you. Strategy number five. I know that endless binge watching of Netflix, especially junky ones, can zap your creativity, but sometimes a well-planned movie night might be just the ticket. If you want to try a new movie or Netflix series, there are two that I can recommend about artists. The first one is was which is about an Israeli artist. And I did watch both of those seasons. I believe that they will be coming out for third season, even though they had to suspend filming right now. But the other series I've heard really, really good things about is Medici the Magnificent. So, Stissel is pure fiction, but the Medici family is a true story. For those not familiar with the art history behind it, this Florentine family was responsible for major works of art. Their patronage to the art supported artists from Botticelli to Michelangelo. Like I said, I haven't dived into this series just yet, but I've heard really good things about it. It might inspire you not just because of what you see on the show, but dive into reading more about Florence, dive into reading more about Michelangelo and the sculptures he did for the Medicis. One of my highlights of visiting Florence was visiting the Medici, I think it's Medici, the Medici Chapel in Florence was one of the highlights of my visit there. That was quite some time ago. I think I visited there before I had kids. Try to find a movie night. Number six, this has become one of my favorite strategies. My walks have been getting longer and longer. And lately I've been telling my daughter and my husband that I just would prefer to be on my own. It's not that I'm a loner, but I'm spending all day with my family and I'm really craving some alone time to recharge my batteries. With the air getting warmer, but with still kind of a cool morning chill, I go outside, I breathe deeply. I call these my mega walks. One way to really let your walk recharge you is to really try to notice. So when you're walking outside, notice what's blooming now. How would you describe the colors of the flowers or the color of the sky? Is it periwinkle? Is it robin egg blue? In addition to walking through my suburban streets, I've been heading down to the river and I'm taking time to pause. I watch the ducks there and in the river, there are now large schools of fish that I never noticed before, either because the waters were so polluted that I couldn't see them or the waters were so polluted that the fish weren't there. Number seven, I have listened to music. And I have a little confession to make. Originally, my number seven on this list was journaling, but I really wanted this list to be authentic strategies that I'm implementing. And I haven't felt lately that journaling has helped me become more creative. It almost feels like creative output rather than creative input. However, I do have friends who swear by it, swear by doing morning pages. And many people do feel, It is a great way to lift the dust off your brain, but my official number seven strategy is listening. You're inputting creativity, you're inputting feelings. And on my walks, I'm not always listening to podcasts. Sometimes I'm listening to music instead. And you know what? Sometimes I'm even just listening to the sounds of nature. Which brings me to number eight. Strategy number eight is to meditate. So it's kind of the opposite of strategy number seven. Strategy seven is to listen. Strategy number eight is to get quiet. Going silent is a wonderful way to reconnect with yourself. I do like to use the Calm app because it helps me focus. It helps remind me not to be carried away by my own thoughts, but to focus on my breath. And they do have some nice background tracks like pouring rain or chirping birds. But lately what I've been doing is doing my meditation outside and turning off that background noise so that I could listen to the birds. I've been noticing more birds than ever this spring. And I'm not sure if, again, if it's because the air is cleaner and the birds just sound happier or if I am hearing them better over the sound of what I would normally be hearing in terms of traffic or airplane travel. Strategy number nine, play a game or a puzzle. Thinking games can really shift your mindset and help relax you. My husband does a daily crossword puzzle. My daughter loves Ken Ken. And the two of us are, my daughter and I are both addicted to the two star no touch puzzle that's been recently added to the New York Times. So they've been putting two of those two star puzzles in the Times each day, each weekday. And then we've even found the site online, I think it's called Star Battle, that produces the puzzles. So I've donated money to get extra puzzles to print out because we find them so addicting and so calming. When you do something like that, it really forces you to be mindful. I find sometimes those types of games is a really great way to have that kind of same effect as meditation because that mindfulness helps you connect better and not just listen to anxious thoughts. Okay, number 10, you must know that I was going to list this somewhere. So, number 10, a way to recharge is to listen to wait for it, an inspiring podcast. You know, I've got over 90 podcast episodes for you to choose from. If you're listening to this on my blog, on my site, you can access all of them. You can go to iTunes, go to shulmanart.com forward slash iTunes, or you can click above to search on all podcasts. But if you are completely caught up with all my podcasts and you're looking for new ones, the ones that I recommend right now are Brooke Castillo's Life Coach School. It's about managing your mind Amy Porterfield, who was a recent guest on my show. She was on episode number 88. She has a podcast, it's Business Tips. I also really like the Happier podcast, which is a health and wellness podcast. The founder and co-host of that show, Gretchen Rubin, is actually going to be an upcoming guest for this show. If you don't want to miss that episode, make sure you subscribe or hit the follow button if you're on Spotify so you don't miss it. All right, number 11. Speaking of Gretchen Rubin, one of her more recent books is Outer Order, Inner Calm. She advocates decluttering. Now, for me personally, cleaning and decluttering is my least favorite thing on this list. However just like how my computer stopped functioning because the layer of dust, you're not going to feel inspired to create if your workspace is covered in papers. And that actually is true of my workspaces. They are covered, absolutely covered. Whether it's your writing area or your painting area, you need to clean it up to get inspired. Sometimes just by cleaning it up and having a space to create, you might get a jolt of inspiration. But even if you tidy an unrelated corner of your home, you may still experience that creative jolt. My daughter experienced this after she reorganized all the toiletries under our bathroom sink. Okay, number 12, and this is our last strategy on the list, is to take a nap. Right brain activity peaks just after a power nap. Some famous nappers who are artists are Salvador Dali and also Leonardo da Vinci. Now, Salvador Dali would take micro naps to fall into a light dream state. And that's how he got some of his most bizarre ideas during these dream napping sessions. Da Vinci favored 15 minute naps throughout the day He actually did this rather than sleeping all the way through the night. I'm not sure if that's such a good idea, but he was a famous napper. One of my favorite guests on this podcast was Dr. Alex Pang. He and I talked about his book, Rest, how important it is to rest to stimulate creativity, whether that's taking breaks or taking naps. He also, of course, advocated walks, other things, you can either find that book in my book club, shulmanart.com forward slash book club, or if you missed that episode and you wanna go listen to that, go to shulmanart.com forward slash rest. Okay, let's recap. So the five activities that are zapping you of creativity are Zoom time, scrolling, too much time spent indoors, too much caffeine, and not enough sleep. Those are the five creativity zappers. And a recap of the 12 strategies to refill your creative well, even during this time, are one, take a break. Two, change your location. Three, use a water cleansing ritual. Four, peruse art books or read a good book. Five, watch a movie or a series. Six, go into nature, seven, listen to music, eight, meditate or get quiet, nine, do a puzzle, 10, listen to a podcast, 11, declutter, and 12, rest. To wrap up, I just want to end with a quote by Picasso. He says, art washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. So if you're looking to clean the dust off your wires, to get moving again, to stop feeling stuck, if you feel like you've ground to a halt, choose art. So that's it for you today. I just wanna remind you to subscribe to this podcast. I am bringing up some amazing special guest episodes and I know a lot of you like my solo shows as well as the interviews. I've got some really great ones coming your way. If you wanna be notified every time I've got a new one, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single one. And if you're feeling extra generous, why don't you leave me a review? All you have to do, search for me on Apple Podcasts, The Inspiration Place, scroll down, scroll down past available episodes till you see ratings and review. You can click five stars, click write a review, enter your review, and don't forget to hit the send button. If you end the review with your Instagram handle, for example, mine is at shulmanart. So whatever your Instagram handle is, I'll be sure to give you a shout out over on Instagram. So that's it for today. Have an amazing and inspirational week. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart on Instagram at shulmanart and of course on shulmanart.com. Now, don't forget, I have that art marketing personality quiz. It only takes a few minutes and the results are highly personalized. To take the quiz, head on over to shulmanart.com forward slash quiz.